Hello listeners, my name is B from Neuro1203, and in today's episode we will be talking about chronic pain. Firstly, let's discuss what pain is. Pain is an uncomfortable feeling that tells you something may be wrong. It can be in the form of any reaction or feeling such as throbbing, stabbing, aching, pinching, or many other ways. So in today's episode, I will be focusing on chronic pain. What distinguishes chronic pain from normal pain is the fact that chronic pain is long-term and this so-called normal pain has a term for it. And we call that acute pain because it's short-lasting and it's more of a trigger for chronic pain. So for an example, if you were walking down the stairs and you accidentally tripped and fell, the impact that you felt on your body is what we would consider acute pain because that was the pain that let you know where it hurts. But something to keep in mind is that a major misconception that people have is that pain exists in our bodies, which is simply not true because pain actually exists in our brain and we call those pain receptors. Let's take a closer look and understand the different pain pathways. So there are two main pain pathways, which are the afferent and efferent pathways. Starting with the afferent pathway, the afferent pathway, which is the ascending pathway, which is the pathway that goes upwards carrying sensory information from the body through the spinal cord towards the brain. Afferent signals come from outside stimuli and tell your brain what they are sensing, such as temperature. Next is the efferent pathway, which is the descending pathway. It is the pathway that goes downwards from the brain to the reflex organs via the spinal cord. The descending pathway is meant to tell us how to react to the pain or from the signals that the brain receives from the ascending pathway. In other words, the descending pain pathway is a critical modulator of nociception. So we know that there are different pain pathways and within those pathways, there are two pain nerve fibers. There are two major classes of nerve fibers associated with the transmission of pain. So C fibers and A alpha fibers. But there is also another minor class which includes the A beta and the A delta fibers. So let's take a look at their differences and uniquenesses. So for the C fibers, they are small in size, so about 0.2 to 1.5 micrometers in diameter, and they are slow, so they go about 0.5 to 2 meters per second. They are, of course, unmelanated, and they, and they carry chemical, thermal, and mechanical pain. Moving on to the contrast of the C fibers, the A delta fibers, unlike the C fibers, they are large in size, about 13 to 20 micrometers in diameter. They are super fast, about 80 to 120 meters per second. They are myelinated and they carry proprioceptive information. Lastly, we have the A beta fibers and the A alpha fibers, and they are medium sized. They are both myelinated. And what distinguishes both A beta fibers is that they carry touch information and the A-alpha fiber carries mechanical and thermal pain information. There are four main brain regions that are responsible for responding to pain. In other words, I will be explaining how the information travels up to the brain and how do we react to it. Firstly, the anterior horn is responsible for pain modulation of the efferent and afferent pathways. To make things more specific, the anterior horn sends the afferent fibers to the thalamus. And like I said earlier, I gave the example of sensing temperature. Second, we have the sensory homunculus. It's the brain region where we consciously perceive localized pain. And to be exact, we sense it in the somatosensory cortex. 
Moving on to the third part, which is the limbic system. So our emotions play a big role in pain. Think about it this way. Um, when you stub your toe, it's very likely that you will let out an emotional frustration or you could just be like me and you... <laughs> yeah, so when you get your emotions under control, you can actually manage your pain or at least it will be a lot less stressful. Finally, we have the midbrain and this is very important to keep in mind because this brain region controls our autonomic responses such as our heart rate or blood pressure. So using the example of stubbing my toe, my heart starts to race all of a sudden after feeling that pain. The classification of pain is a lot more complicated than what we think because there are many different types of pain, each arising through many different unique mechanisms. But for the sake of simplicity, I will mention two major types. So the somatic pain and visceral pain. Somatic pain is injury to our bones, muscles, joints, or any other connective tissues. This type of pain is very localized and it can be slow or fast, which means that it is carried out by C and A fibers. On the other hand, we have visceral pain, which is pain related to the internal organs in the midline of the body. So um, an example would be um, pelvic pain caused by a bladder infection. And as a result, it is not very localized and it is very slow, which means that it is only carried out by C fibers. To make things a little less boring, I have decided to bring a guest to join me on today's episode so we can get a first-hand experience of what it's like for someone living with chronic pain. Hi Maimuna, thank you for being a guest on today's episode about chronic pain. Feel free to introduce yourself and tell me a little about your chronic pain. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Maimuna and I'm 18 years old. I'm currently a student attending Carleton University and majoring in health science more specifically, chronic illness and disability. I am a first year student. Uh, I'm currently experiencing chronic knee pain. Chronic knee pain is basically long-term pain in the knee area. This means that there's a lot of sensitivity, swelling, um, soreness, and overall discomfort in my knees all the time. All right, I'm going to go ahead and ask you a few questions about chronic knee pain to try and get a full understanding of what it feels like. That's not a problem at all. You can ask me any questions you want. So my first question to you is, when did you first realize you had chronic knee pain? I started to realize that I had a chronic knee pain at around the age of 14 due to my previous history with uh, retrosport sport activity. I used to play basketball and I had a, uh, torn one of my knee ligaments, which caused me to be stuck with knee pain for a long time. And it also caused me not to be able to play basketball anymore, which is really sad because I loved basketball. Okay, what kind of symptoms did you experience and how did you figure out that one of your knee ligaments got torn? I started to feel constant knee pain and whenever I would sit or bend my knees a little, I felt this sharp pain that would shoot up my leg and that would hurt so much where it prevented me from doing any normal day-to-day -day activities. After being in constant pain for about a few weeks, I scheduled an appointment with my family doctor and I was able to get it checked out. An MRI scan was done and in the end I was told that I have an ACL tear, which stands for an anterior cucurate ligament, which is just an injury in the ligaments in your knees that keeps your um, shine bone in your lower leg area from sliding forward. I see. 
Um, that's very interesting. My final question to you is, how are you able to manage your chronic knee pain and did you ever manage to fully recover from it? Sometimes I get small fevers and muscle pain, and I would take epiphrine as well. I don't think I was able to uh, fully recover, but I was able to manage it and reduce the pain by a lot, especially compared to when I first got my knee injury. Okay, Maimona, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and experience with chronic knee pain. Back to me now. There are various ways in which we can modulate pain experiences. A great example would be the gate theory, or in other words, gating. This theory states that the spinal cord contains a neurological gate that either blocks pain signals or allows them to pass through and onto the brain. So think the efferent and afferent pain pathways that I talked about earlier. Many experts have stated that factors such as thoughts, emotions, and other factors can influence our perceptions of pain. Before I conclude my podcast, I would like to talk about a few pain management options. So Maimona already gave us some pretty good examples of how to manage pain. Her pain management can be applied to other pain areas in the body. So um, there are pharmacological and non-pharmacological options. So um, pharmacological options would be like taking antidepressants or COX drugs like aspirin or ibuprofen and non-pharmacological <laughs> options would be like things such as like exercising stress management or even physiotherapy this will conclude today's episode i hope you were able to understand chronic pain a little better and thank you so much for listening